If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Monica O'Hanlon Production. There is so much room for you to just go and try things. and There's no real judgment. You don't have to worry about anyone trying to persuade you away from trying certain things. It was like a totally mind-opening experience in terms of sexuality. Hello and welcome to the Living With Mon podcast. I'm your host, Monica O'Hanlon, and I'm just chuffed you're here. Before we get cracking, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's reached out, whether that's email, Instagram, Facebook, or if you've left a review. It's so lovely to hear from you. I've had some really incredible ideas for future episodes come through. If you have an idea you'd like me to explore, whether that's for this series or an entirely different one, please get in touch. All my contact details are in the show notes. Now, for today's show, we are in for an absolute treat and a bit of a spicy one at that. The last episode was about the furry fandom. My guest Haru gave us a bit of an overview of the subculture. Today, my friends, we are delving a little deeper. I'm speaking to the lovely Rue, who is a scaly, and we're going to be talking about the more mature side of the scene. Rune was so generous and open. It was an absolute pleasure sitting down with him. I hope you enjoy it. I do identify as a scaly, which basically encompasses any scaled creature, reptile, real or mythical. Do you know the How to Train Your Dragon movies? I haven't watched them, but I, like, I've definitely seen trailers and stuff. Well, my first learner is actually a Night Fury from that movie just with some variations. For people like myself who haven't seen the movie, what, what is that exactly? Uh, Night Fury is one of the dragon species that's included in the movie. There's like a whole, whole variety. And this in particular one is, say, a middle-sized dragon species. It's dark-colored in nature. It's nocturnal to an extent. Nighttime hunter basically has dark, leathery skin and scales. And is a one of the most intelligent dragon species in their universe. It's like how I would like to envision my truer self, a exaggerated expression of my personality and personality, I guess is the only word for it there, yeah. Do you wear the like a suit? I, I wish I did, but I don't I don't have the funds for that actually, unfortunately. <laughs> I heard they're really expensive. Like a lot of people make their own, don't they? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people make their own, but um, there's ones uh, in the past where I was in a better financial position. I was looking <laughs> at some, and uh, the prices I've seen, the most expensive one I've heard of was nearly 7,000 US dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like top of the line quality stuff. That's like two of my cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's expensive. Yeah. How do you get into this character of Rune? The 
most amount of presence i guess the community has is online so it's really easy to just even if you do it yourself draw a simple picture of your character and set your display name to your furry name or fazona's name then it's it's as easy as that and for a lot of us it's not like you're playing a different character you're just going by a different name and people only know what you look like by an image that you present them and not you know how you are in real life so it's really easy right. to jump into this character do you go to the conventions um i've only ever been to one or two supernovas and there are some furries who go there here in australia but um as far as i know there's not really a big proper furry convention at least in queensland as far as i'm aware yeah. but i'd love to yeah, you know what, you're in luck. I interviewed someone who's also on the podcast who said that there's one on the Gold Coast and they get about 200. She said roughly 200 people. Oh. So you should definitely check that out. Oh, I might have to. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would have thought anywhere, <laughs> if there's going to be a furry scene, I kind of thought maybe Victoria or Tasmania where it's colder, but on the yeah, Gold yeah. Coast. I was going to say before, it's interesting that you don't have, an, I guess, an outfit or something that you physically put on when you become the character because people that I've spoken to, a lot of people talk about how being a furry and I guess wearing the, the face mask or the suit, it's almost like a security blanket so they, yeah. they feel like they can be their true selves. But with you, you don't have one of those. So how does that work? Is it purely just a... I guess with the online thing or? It's mostly online. Only a couple of my closest friends actually know that I'm a part of the community. Again, I'd, I'd love to have something that I could do in person, that mask so that I could be that character. I'm working on it, but <laughs> it's not there <laughs> currently. So yeah, a lot of it is just online presence. Basically anyone I encounter online while playing any of my games, chat rooms that I get into, forums, all know me as this character. Runes. How did you get the name? Oh, well, I've actually changed my fursona's name many times over the course of the 10 or so years I've been in the fandom. I only just came up with it recently just because I have grown a fascination with like Norse culture and stuff like that. The old Northern Germanic cultures, yeah, that used runes back off whichever centuries, somewhere between 6th and 8th centuries, something like that. Cool. What does being a furry mean to you? You've kind of touched on it, but like to get a full idea. To me, it means the truest form of self-expression. It is the most real, <laughs> which is ironic considering <laughs> how um, creative and imaginative everyone gets with it. It's some of the most real knowledge you'll get of other people because they don't have to worry about any sort of impact from their real life they can be truly how they want to be and feel so that's really what it is for me just an enormous perfect field of limitless self-expression that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> i love that you just mentioned that you've been in the the community or the scene for 10 years or 10 plus years how did you first get involved how I first got involved was actually with the first How to Drain Your Dragon movie. 
I was completely... And in true remote recording fashion, the internet cuts out just at the most pivotal moment. But it does give me a wonderful excuse to remind you that you are listening to Living With Mon, the podcast which explores interesting and alternative lifestyles. Let's get back into it. I'm so sorry. I'm not sure. <laughs> something cut out that's never happened before. Yeah, that's all right. It's all good. Yeah, so I first kind of decided I was in the community because of the first How to Train Your Dragon movie. I became completely obsessed, basically, <laughs> with the dragons <laughs> and instantly fell in love with the idea of dragons, their whole mythology around them. I started geeking out about them. It was my favorite mythological creature. And um, it didn't take me long after watching the first movie to discover kind of like a almost like some sort of role-playing community online where a bunch of people had written stories about how in some supernatural way they found a way to become a dragon and then live their life as if it had happened to them in reality. So I guess I would have decided around that time that I found these transformation fantasy stories was when I decided I was a furry. Within the furry community and the scaly community, etc., there's also a more mature side, you could say. Yeah. Was, did you know straight away when you watched the movie? Did that, I don't know, did, oh, did it make no. you feel something? No, not straight away. I will admit it did develop eventually, but definitely not straight away. Even, even when I started reading these people's stories and fantasies, it's nothing about it was mature. I guess probably until maybe two or three years later and at that time I would have been about 15 so when you know we would have naturally been curious about such things. Yeah hormones kicking yeah. in and that kind of thing. I'm so curious how, how does being a furry or a scaly influence your sexuality? At first for the first couple of years I'd say it had no real effect other than the fascination, I guess, with these <laughs> characters. Eventually, up until even now, it's kind of broadened my horizons, I guess. I am very curious and open to trying new things, different experiences. I eventually came to decide that I am bisexual. And it's, again, due to such an open an expressive community, there is so much room for you to just go and try things. There's no real judgment. You don't have to worry about anyone, you know, gatekeeping certain things or trying to persuade you away from trying certain things. So it was eventually, yeah, it was like a totally mind-opening experience in terms of sexuality. Oh, that's awesome. So it kind of helped you kind of figure out what what you liked and what you were comfortable with that kind yeah. of thing yeah because i hear i hear that the fairy community is super supportive and welcoming and so that would have been really i guess if you were having these feelings that you couldn't quite get your head around like you know with hormones just as it is it's tough so like we yeah. trying to figure <laughs> out you know what you're into i can imagine it would have been quite 
nice to, to be involved in such an embracing and supportive community. Yeah. And there are more unique experiences as well. Like I remember when I first started thinking, hmm, maybe I do like both. It was actually because I had become, I guess, attracted specifically to uh, dragon-like characters, regardless of their gender. Cool. And is this a real, I've, I've had heard, sorry, I've heard the term yiffing thrown around. Is that <laughs> really a thing? Um, yeah, yif is simply the term that we give our um, adult content. It's the same as porn, essentially. It's the same word. It's just a different terminology for our community specifically. Is it because, I read it somewhere, is it because it's the sound that a fox makes? Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I cannot tell you with absolute certainty, but (laughs) I have also heard that and I feel it's probably how it actually happened, yeah, because foxes are kind of like our poster boy or girl when it comes to the adult scene. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay, so that kind of makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, like, I I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I've never, I don't know if I've heard a fox make a sound, so I'm not sure what yipping, Um, like, They make such strange, strange sounds, foxes. They can make every sound you can think of, honestly. I might have to chuck some audio in. Yeah. (laughs) Do you mind, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine, but would you mind talking about your first sexual encounter as a furry? Because I can imagine it being quite a big leap. Well, my first experience was actually text-based roleplay. And um, it was informative, educational, because um, obviously with creatures and mine in particular being a mythical creature there isn't exactly 100 percent accurate biology on these things so you kind of have a little bit of artistic freedom to just make it up as you go along <laughs> it's fun just to playing around with ideas and making up stuff as you go along but ultimately it was fun really <laughs> were you nervous I, I certainly was. The person I was doing it with ended up being my partner, my significant other, for a couple of years. And that was, I think we actually tried that probably only a couple of weeks into seeing each other. <laughs> yeah. How do you bring that up? Like, did you know, were they also a furry? Is that like, how do you put that on the table? They actually weren't and never became one. But I don't know if you know of nekos or cat girls like you see in animes and stuff where it's basically just a human with cat ears and cat tail or what have you any variation of that she was one of those and for us there was no real discussion of hey we should do a role play because we were both part of certain communities me being a furry and her engaging with her i guess weebs is Mm -hmm. uh we were kind of already knew of the concept of roleplay and would regularly do it, you know, outside of anything sexual, just playing characters for fun. I suppose it just kind of happened. Like we would have been roleplaying and decided to 
play out that things got more heated between us. Amped up went, a bit. Yeah, amped up a bit. Oh, amazing. Well, that sounds really like quite a nice introduction into it, I guess. Yeah. You just said a word, was it weeb? Weeb, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Uh, weeb is, um, it's a completely different community. It's basically people who have a great appreciation for anime, Japanese animation and cartoons. And is that a, a sexual thing or is that just purely like a fan? Oh, that's just a purely fandom thing, yeah. Lovely. Now, I, I hate to ask you this. I hate putting this up, but it kind of came up in my last conversation. And I know that there are a lot of misconceptions about the community. What would you say to someone who compares being a furry to bestiality? It's simply not the case. I understand that if you were to go around and ask every furry about their sexual attractions to creatures there is a point where the line begins to blur and then it's more of like a case-to-case kind of basis of well that's not okay but the majority of the community all completely agrees it's the biggest thing is that it is a creature of human level or greater intelligence is of the age of maturity for whichever species it is and understands the concepts of consent and then whatever sexual activity they are going to be doing. If it's not in those parameters, that would extend into bestiality. But again, a lot of us just, that's not what it is at all. We're not attracted to animals. We are, attracted to anthropomorphic creatures in any community you're going to get people that are into things that aren't good thank you for clearing that up because i think that was a very concise description so thank you for that are there any other misconceptions we we kind of touched in my last conversation with a lovely lady called haru uh, that's her persona mm-hmm. uh, she she spoke about how Obviously, like it, it's a, a big community and the main part of the community isn't the the sexual side. It's more of the, the fandom and different characters and stuff. So that's been cleared up. Are there any other misconceptions? Honestly, not anything that I'd consider truly major. The um, overly sexualized misconception is probably the biggest and the one that gets the most attention Other than that, the only thing I could think of is that it's primarily made of, I'm trying to think of a way to put it so it doesn't sound so harsh, mentally vulnerable, yeah, or made up of people who have mental issues. I feel like people kind of assume everyone has something wrong with them, and that's why they eventually fall to this community. But I don't feel that that's honestly the case. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. You mentioned before that you're not super open about being a furry. Uh, yeah, I'm not super open. Like, I don't tell everyone I meet. I don't tell even all of my friends that I am. Does your family know or do you have non-furry friends or people that aren't in the furry community? Do you have friends that do know? I do have a couple of very close friends that know. They don't really care so much. Like, obviously, they'll have the bit of fun. We all like to poke fun at each other. And because I'm a furry, that's, of course, one of the first things they go to. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's all, you know, it's all good fun and stuff. Um, other than them, I'm pretty sure, like, some in my family would know. I think I've told some of them in the past when I was younger. But other than a couple of members in my family and my closest friends, I don't have it exactly on display. Is that because you're worried about getting negative feedback or just because you want to have something to yourself? Yeah, it's not so much the worry. It's, it is more like I just like to have uh, my thing. And it's kind of just my little hobby that I get to enjoy. And it's not something I need to tell other people about or whatever. It's yeah, kind of just my time with the community that I enjoy. I think that's a, a great thing to have. I think nowadays with social media too, like people share so much about their lives. It's kind yeah. of nice to have a little something to yourself. So yeah, definitely. I can totally appreciate that. If anyone is out there listening and they're thinking, maybe I'm a furry or maybe they're just a bit curious and want to go further in because it's very easy to, to get lost in the wormhole yeah. that is the fairy community. Do you have any recommendations for resources or Facebook groups or anything that they can get involved in? No one specific because every sort of Facebook group, YouTube channel, even Discord communities and forums, there's no real, I guess, kind of like community base that introduces people it's more so like any community where you find people who are interested in the same things you are. So I could go into any old Discord specifically for gaming, but I could guarantee you that I'll find furries in there just like me, and then we go hang out in our own chats, hang out, make fr uh, be friends. So there's no, I don't believe there's any real resource that you can go to. It's more like... If you're feeling like you should, I would highly encourage just posting out maybe into some forums or whatever that you're looking to make some friends and learn more about the community and jump in and just start chatting to people. I have actually heard in the past a lot of people feel that they can't really get into it because they they don't have a fursona, they don't have a fursuit, they don't even have like a name to go by or something being a furry is way more than just the expression in the community it's it can literally be as simple as you really like anthropomorphic animals like even if you're a huge fan of mickey mouse or anything that's that's still an anthropomorphic character or space jam the looney tunes bugs bunny lola bunny that's those are still considered anthropomorphic furry characters and just an appreciation for them in media in general is good enough to communicate and interact with the community and you will be welcomed.
That's lovely. Yeah, I love that. Last but not least, Rune, what is your favorite thing about being a furry? It's a hard one to nail down. I think it would have to be my other my other furs, my other people. The community in general, the people themselves are what makes the community amazing thrive. So my favorite part of the fur of being a furry is interacting with other people that are just like me really have a fascination with creatures love expressing themselves through colors and art and making suits and outfits and even animations and songs and yeah just the people i've heard so many good things about the furry community i've got to say it's um yeah, it sounds like a very nurturing, supportive group. Yeah, I really enjoyed chatting with you. I feel like I've learned a lot. What a lovely guy. A massive thank you to Rune for taking the time and sharing your story. And thank you for sticking around until the end. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you did, the best way you can support the show is to rate and review this podcast wherever you listened. If that's on Apple Podcasts, just scroll on down until you reach the rate review section. It really helps share the series and I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't already, don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button. That way you'll be notified as soon as a new episode drops. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Monica O'Hanlon and that was Living With Mon. I'll see you next time.